Have you ever stopped to be grateful for the rudder on a ship? If you ride horses, do you consciously express gratitude for the bit in your horse's mouth? Or do you just take it for granted and never give it much thought because you know how it works? All these small things have a big impact on a given situation. This is the Bible Speaks to You podcast, episode 163. Our topic today being grateful for little things. You're listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early, your host, and this is the place to be to rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we talk about how Jesus wanted us to think and act and pray and live our daily lives. And we dig down into the mindset of Jesus to discover how we can think and act like he did. The goal is to experience more of Jesus' promise that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I am so grateful that you're here listening. And speaking of gratitude, if I asked you what you are grateful for, what's the first thing you think of? Is it something big or small? Is it something recent, something in the distant past, or is it for something in the future that hasn't even happened yet? Last week, in a class I teach at the Federal Correctional Institution in Danbury, Connecticut, I asked the group what they were grateful for. This class is designed to help prepare the men for re-entering society. It was pretty inspiring to hear all the things they were grateful for, especially in light of the fact that they are in prison. Most of the guys expressed gratitude for their health, their family, their friends, and most importantly, their relationship with God. It was really wonderful to hear all this gratitude pour out of their hearts. But one fellow surprised us all when he said he was grateful for his toothbrush. There were a few chuckles in the room, but I asked him to give us a little more detail because I wondered for just a minute if he was joking. But he explained that at one point he needed a toothbrush and he went to the commissary, which is a place the men can purchase food and personal items. He ended up buying two toothbrushes. Recently, one of them broke and it was a good thing he had a spare because the commissary was completely out of toothbrushes for quite a while. This man was very grateful simply to have a toothbrush. So we spent a little time in class talking about why it's important not to take the little things in life for granted, but always be grateful for them. So I got to thinking about what the Bible has to say about gratitude, and there's a lot. Most of the references have to do with thanking and praising God for all the amazing things God has done, like creating the world, delivering the children of Israel from Egypt, or warring armies, big and important things or events. And if you want to just get a taste of that, you might like to read Psalm 136. Verse after verse, it reminds us to thank God 
Here are just a couple of verses from Psalm 136 to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. This is verses 1 and 5. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who made the heavens so skillfully. His faithful love endures forever. It's relatively easy to notice and thank God for the big things in life, but the more I thought about the fellow being grateful for his toothbrush, I wondered what the Bible had to say about being grateful for the little things. This took me for a deeper dive into the Bible. The first two verses I thought of were from Ephesians and 1 Thessalonians. This is Ephesians 5.20. Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And 1 Thessalonians 5.18 is very similar. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Well, if we're supposed to be grateful for everything and in all circumstances, that includes the small stuff as well as the big stuff. How often do you consciously take time, even just a moment, to thank God for the small details of your life or a seemingly insignificant experience? I can remember many times when just the simple smile of a stranger passing me on the sidewalk filled me with joy, and made me grateful. I have come to see that these little incidents are not insignificant at all. Think of Jesus at the Last Supper. He knew what was coming. He knew what would happen in a few short hours. And yet, as he was celebrating the Passover meal with his disciples, he offered a simple word of gratitude when he shared the wine and the bread with everyone. This is from Luke twenty-two seventeen and 19. Then he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. Then he said, Take this and share it among yourselves. Verse 19. He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Even with the ordeal he was about to face, he took a moment to be grateful to God for something small and commonplace, the bread and the wine. I think this gives us a taste of how Jesus saw the world. He acknowledged God as the source of everything, big or small. Well, I kept searching the Bible and found some very specific references that mention the importance of small things. Now, they don't all specifically mention gratitude, but when you look at them through the lens of being grateful, it's very clear they are moments for gratitude. For example, there's an interesting conversation between the prophet Zechariah and an angel. This is in Zechariah chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. The angel says, Zerubbabel is the one who laid the foundation of this temple, and he will complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies has sent me. The angel goes on and says, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. God is saying to Zechariah through the angel that small beginnings are good. 
To me, that implies we should be grateful for these small beginnings, then as well as today. Is there any time in your life where something has started out small but grown into something incredibly important and significant? Were you grateful at the time when it all seemed so small? Are you doing something right now that is still in the small beginnings phase? It's so important to not despise these small beginnings. This is a wonderful time to be grateful. Gratitude is like a magnifying glass. It helps us see the good we have more clearly, and it helps us see more of the good that was always there, but we just hadn't seen it yet. Jesus often pointed out the importance of small things. This in and of itself is a pretty good reason to be grateful for them. Once Jesus was rebuking his disciples' lack of faith. This is Matthew 17:20. You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth, if you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. And in Luke 17:6, he says to them, if you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, may you be uprooted and thrown into the sea, and it would obey you. A mustard seed is pretty small. Was Jesus saying we don't need much faith to get a mountain or a tree to move from one place to another? Or is there something deeper going on here? Why didn't Jesus compare the amount of faith we need to a grain of sand, which might be about the same size as a mustard seed? Jesus wasn't really talking about the quantity of our faith. He was interested in the quality of our faith. A grain of sand has no life in it. But a mustard seed has life that can burst forth and grow into a beautiful plant. But just as the mustard seed must be planted in order to grow, so our faith has to be planted or lived in our everyday lives for it to grow and flourish. Have you ever felt like you didn't have enough faith? that you weren't good enough or didn't know enough, hadn't prayed enough, weren't spiritually minded enough to cast the metaphorical mulberry tree into the sea? Maybe this is the very moment, then, to be grateful for the faith you do have, however little it may seem, and to plant that faith in your daily thoughts, actions, and interactions with others. Putting your faith into practice in your daily life is one of the best ways to express gratitude. Jesus actually makes this point in the parable of the talents. This is from Matthew 25, verses 20 through 23. Now, this is the New Living Translation, and instead of the word talents, it calls them bags of silver. You probably remember the story. There was a master who gave three servants five bags of silver, two bags of silver, and one bag of silver, respectively. He was gone for a long time and came back, and asked them to report on what they had done with the money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. 
the servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Well, you'll remember what the servant that only got one bag of silver did. He didn't use his money at all. The master is delighted that these two servants used what was entrusted to them. He commended both of them for using the small amount wisely. This is kind of like the small beginnings in that verse from Zechariah I just mentioned. By using the money they had been given to make more money, these two servants were actually expressing gratitude for what had been given them and for the opportunity it presented. It was gratitude in action. Now, you may think that two or five bags of silver is not that small of a thing, and I would have to agree with you, but compared to all the wealth of their master, it might be safe to assume these seven bags of silver were a very small portion of his overall wealth. Are you grateful for even the smallest opportunities that come to you to use the abilities God has given you? Don't take anything for granted. It could simply be a routine request to usher in church or run an errand for a friend. And if you're like me, there are lots of demands on your time, and sometimes there are opportunities we have to say no to, but it doesn't mean you can't be grateful for them, even if you don't do them. Gratitude always enriches us no matter what the circumstances. In thinking about the people who heard Jesus talk about bags of silver, I can almost see their eyes get big with amazement. Most people probably didn't ever see that kind of money. Jesus was probably aware of that, so he made a special effort to teach an important lesson involving a very small amount of money. This is Mark 12, 41 through 44. Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions, for they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. Have you ever wondered what those two small coins were worth? Some Bible translations call them mites. The two small coins mentioned in verse 42 are lepta. Two lepta make a quadrantes, and that's Latin for quadrants. A quadrantes was a Roman copper coin worth about one sixty-fourth of a denarius, which is a day's wage for a laborer. So let's do a little math. Let's just say a day's labor is worth $200. That's eight hours at $25 an hour. And I know that varies from what the laborer is doing, but if it was $200 for a day's wage, that means the widow would have put in just a little over $3. Jesus is pointing out the significance of this widow's gift. Just as with the grain of mustard seed, it wasn't about the quantity of the gift, but the quality, her devotion, that prompted the gift. Isn't Jesus almost reminding us to be grateful for the little things in life? 
the little gifts that most people don't even notice? If you had been one of those rich people giving lots of money to the temple treasury, when the poor widow put in her two mites, would you have even noticed? Or if you did, would you have seen the value of her gift the way Jesus did? When someone else isn't able to give as much as you do at church, either in terms of money or time, how do you see that person? Are you judgmental and feel like you are doing more than your share? Or will you look through the eyes of Jesus and see the value of what is given, even if it's just someone being present in church, and express gratitude for it? If you are someone who has little time, talent, or money to give to church, but give what you have and show up with love for God and mankind, do you deeply value and express gratitude for what you offer? The book of James drives home the point that little things can make a big difference in our lives. This is James chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships, for example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. James is pointing out that all these small things have a big impact on a given situation. Have you ever stopped to be grateful for the rudder on a ship? If you ride horses, do you consciously express gratitude for the bit in your horse's mouth? Or do you just take it for granted and never give it much thought because you know how it works? You've probably heard the saying, big doors swing on little hinges. When you walk through a door, are you grateful for those little hinges that allow the door to open so freely? How grateful are you for all the little things in life? For example, if you've ever made bread, do you stop to thank God for the yeast? and all the ingredients for that matter? Jesus used the example of a woman baking bread to show how important small things are in opening our eyes to the kingdom of heaven. This is Matthew thirteen thirty-three. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. Yes, we should be grateful for the yeast, whether we make our own bread or buy it from the store. But Jesus is using this as a metaphor to show how a tiny glimpse of what heaven is can transform everything we do. Are you grateful for every act of love, every single time you forgive someone or someone forgives you, any time you or others repent and make amends for even the tiniest mistake? every time you experience and express grace? These are moments when the kingdom of heaven is revealed to us. Be grateful for every single one of them. Now you may be thinking, James, this all sounds pretty good, and I know I should make a better effort to be grateful for the little things in my life, but does it actually make much difference? I mean, I need to focus on more important things. Let me just say that 
When you make a practice of being grateful for all the little things, it will change the way you see the big things in life. It will make you realize there is much more good in your life than you are ever aware of. And it brings healing and wholeness. Many years ago, my wife was at a church meeting when a lady stood up and said, Gratitude healed me of cancer and sat down. That's all she said. After the service, my wife went over to her and asked a few questions. The lady said that she just filled her heart with gratitude for everything she could think of, everything in her life. She said she got to the point where she was deeply grateful for the tiniest things, even the wrapper on the bread. And it was that deep level of gratitude that healed her. This podcast episode is being released just a couple of days before Thanksgiving 2022 here in the United States. And Christmas is just around the corner. Gratitude is such an important part of the holiday season, and I hope that you'll take a fresh look at the things you have to be grateful for, big and small. And if you're listening at some other time of the year or in a country that doesn't have an official Thanksgiving day or it's at a different time, just pretend like today is Thanksgiving. I encourage you to be grateful for everything in your life, big and small, the victories as well as the challenges. They all point us back to God and remind us that God is the source of all the good in our lives and the power that protects and delivers us from the challenges we face. But I invite you especially to be grateful for the little things and turn them into spiritual metaphors. For example, wherever you are right now, look around at everything near you. If you're in a room in your house, what do you see? A door, a window, a light, a light switch? an electric outlet, a computer, a bookshelf with books, pictures or artwork hanging on the wall. Take a moment to be deeply grateful for each item and then for what that item represents spiritually. For example, a light can represent Jesus being the light of the world. A window can represent receptivity to this light of Christ. It lets in the sunlight but keeps out the wind, rain, and snow. It keeps out harmful influences. A light switch can represent the choice we have to choose this Christly light and make it a part of our lives. And what if you're in the car? What do you see? How grateful are you for the steering wheel, for example? Well, I've got to be honest here. I don't usually get into my car and thank God for the steering wheel, but now that I'm talking about it, I am totally grateful for the steering wheel, not just in my car, but in everyone's car. It would be pretty hard to get where you wanted to go without one. Now, let's take the steering wheel to a spiritual level and be grateful for that. What is it that steers your life that equips you to go in the right direction and make the right choices in life? I'll let you answer that for yourself, but you can quickly see that when you look at the spiritual significance of some so-called little thing, it's really not so little. In fact, The little things themselves, like a steering wheel, are not so little. I invite you sometime in the next day or so to take 15 to 20 minutes of being grateful just for all the little things you see from where you're sitting or standing. Then think of what their purpose or function is and be grateful for that. Then turn each thing into a spiritual metaphor and be grateful for that. And I hope you'll write all this down. 
I've been keeping a journal since about 1979 or so. Whenever I go back and read what I've written during one of these gratitude exercises, especially if I'm not feeling particularly grateful for anything at the moment, the gratitude comes flooding back and I feel inspired all over again. And if you don't have a daily gratitude practice, I encourage you to find one that works for you. Before we go to bed each night, my wife and I always share at least three things we're grateful for. Sometimes they're big, sometimes they're small. Sometimes it's many more than three. But it's a wonderful way to end the day. I'll leave you with this question. What are the little things that you're grateful for today? I am grateful that you are here and listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm so grateful you tuned in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend and have a conversation with someone about some of the little things you're both grateful for. If you're new to the Bible Speaks to You podcast, I'm especially grateful that you're here listening. If you haven't subscribed, please go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com and click on the subscribe tab in the menu bar. Fill out the form and you're all set. And I will send you a prayer guide called Praying with the Mindset of Jesus. It's my way to say thank you to you. If you have questions or comments or a topic that you'd like me to talk about on the podcast, I would love to hear from you. Go again to the website and click on the contact tab in the menu bar. Fill out the form and I'll be in touch. I can't wait to hear from you. As always, all the Bible references that were mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes page on the website. Just go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 163. This is episode 163. And if you're listening on a podcast app, you'll find that link in the description. I want to thank you so much for all the many ways that you have been supportive of the Bible Speaks to You podcast. It means so much to me. Thank you so much. And I wish you a very happy Thanksgiving, whatever time of year you may be listening. That's it for this week. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a great week. Take care, and we'll see you next time. God bless. God bless.